BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. like to think you saw the game Thursday. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't see the game on Thursday. But the uh, the Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers of Carson, California, pulled off one of the great steel jobs in the NFL this year and in a number of years. And this happens every once in a while, but this was jaw-dropping, uh, the, the way this game shifted in the late minutes. But Phillip Rivers, the uh, hero, he would have been the GOAT, and not the good kind of goat, but he ends up being the hero. 313 yards, couple of touchdowns, but it was that magical touchdown 
with four seconds to go, the two-point conversion. The Chargers were down by two touchdowns with eight minutes to go in the game, and they rally back in supposedly that pit of vipers at Arrowhead Stadium, and they end up getting the what will be the play that will be remembered was not even the touchdown. It is the one of the more demoralizing moments in NFL history. The only way Mike Williams does not catch the two-point conversion is if there's a gust of wind from the plains that comes over and knocks the ball away. <laughs> it's just insane. Uh, so uh, just uh, just an absolute nutso. Bananas ending to this particular game. Mike Williams caught seven of nine targets. He only had 76 yards, but two touchdowns and – the uh, also had a 19-yard uh, touchdown. So he had the two catching touchdowns, receiving touchdowns. Then he had a 19-yard touchdown run. So that's the total of three. But the two-point conversion with four seconds to go. Uh, when I am telling you, your great grandpa, your great grandma, your dog, uh, you, your cat could have caught that pass. It was that wide open. All right. So let's discuss here a 29-28 win for the Bolts as they get it done. And uh, knock down and knock out the Kansas City Chiefs. So both Kansas City and L.A. are 11-3. and The Chiefs hold the tiebreaker because of the divisional record. But Kansas City now has to go play in Seattle. And that's you know, this isn't, the Seahawks aren't a great team. They're mo- like most teams, they're, they're better at home. But the thing about that is you've got the – the, uh, what, what this game is going to mean, the boomerang effect, right? The, the carryover effect, the spillover effect. All right, so the question is, does this game say more about the Chiefs or more about the Chargers? And if you've ever listened to me at all, if you've ever listened to our show at all, you know the better story is in the losing locker room. Uh, you have my thoughts here. Incompetence, machismo, and doomsday prophecies. You've got those three things in play. Now, first of all, for 99% of this game, the Chiefs were not only winning, they were covering the point spread. A rambunctious Kansas City team that came out and took advantage of Charger mistakes. This was a redonkulous choke job. I mean, this is the kind of a choke job that sticks with you. Now, it's a regular season game, so it's not it's not at – on the, on the Maller scale of choke jobs, 1 to 10, 10 is the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl up to a 28 to 3 or whatever it was and blowing the lead to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. That's a 10. But by regular season standards, when you think about what this game meant in the short and the long game, this is an 8.5. This is an 8.5, a, a 9 is what it is. It absolutely yeah. And, and another thing I'm known for here in my years at Fox Sports Radio, I've always been calm. I've always been cool. I've always been someone that takes a step back. I don't make irrational statements. I do not. Bob Sutton, the defensive coordinator of Kansas City, fire his ass. Get rid of him. Gone. See you later. Merry Christmas. Bah humbug. Here's a lump of coal. You're fired. Does he have photos of somebody? What is that about? The Chiefs sucked last year on defense. Guess what? 
They suck this year on defense. Now, I realize that it's not all coaching. You got to have the players. But the Chiefs coming into this game were 30th in the NFL. Only the Browns and Bengals were worse. Otherwise, if you if you annex the state of Ohio, the Chiefs were the worst defense in the NFL. Dead last if you take out the state of Ohio. And Kansas City had been banking on the fact that Eric Berry was coming back and outside of a couple of silver platter interceptions, they got schooled by the Chargers. So my advice here is very simple. You take a page out of Mike Zimmer's playbook. We just saw it a couple days ago. Zimmer wasn't satisfied with the Vikings' offense. He didn't think John Filippo was doing a good job calling the plays, so he fired him. He said, you're gone. He said, we got to salvage the season. You get out of here. I'll hire some. I don't even know who this guy is they hired, the quarterback coach for the Vikings. We and- sucked, and we sucked at a time that you can't suck. Andy Reid's got to do the same thing. Heads need to roll. This, last I checked, is not peewee football. It's professional football. And as I, I was a little kid, maybe I wasn't that little, but there was this old guy named Jerry Glanville, and I used to watch these NFL film shows, and Jerry Glanville one time told a referee that the NFL it stands for not for long, and it's not for So why does Sutton have a job? The Chargers had 407 yards of offense. They ran 14 more offensive plays. They used a third-string running back combo dish to get 119 yards on the ground collectively, the ensemble cast. 80% conversion rate in the red zone. 80%. Five times in the red zone, Chargers scored four. And despite losing the turnover battle, the Chargers, they won the game. The Chiefs had the turnover battle because of the negligence in Kansas City defensively. And keep in mind that the Chargers did all of this with their most consistent playmaker, Keenan Allen, not part of the game. Not part of the game. Keenan Allen got hurt. He was trying to make an acrobatic catch. He fell down on a place he should not have fallen down, and he did not have a catch in this game. So the Chargers were out their top two running backs, their top receiver. Mike Williams is not their top receiver. Keenan Allen is the go-to guy. That's who Phillip Rivers is tossing to all the time. And yet they still come back down two touchdowns in the fourth quarter on the road when it was uh, frigid conditions. Frigid conditions. All right. Now, the second point here, the, the big winners – the big wieners, yes. Uh, individually, I got two: Anthony Lynn and Philip Rivers. Now, both of these guys would have been barbecued had the Chargers not won the game. Rivers, for his misguided throws in the early part, his first pass was interception, uh, intercepted. Anthony Lynn would have been destroyed because of the fact that he went for it on a two-point conversion, and if that hadn't worked out, he would have been just destroyed. Uh, but it was tremendous machismo, tremendous machismo for Anthony Lynn here, uh, who, I mean, let's be honest, he's a faceless, nondescript coach. Uh, let's be real. He, he, most people can't name any coaches anyway. You know, Belichick, because he's been around our entire lives, and Pete Carroll's been there a while. But Anthony Lynn's just one of these, you know, these guys come and go. They coach for a couple of years. You don't remember. Their, there's nothing memorable about most of these coaches. Well, Anthony Lynn now... This was his signature moment as a coach. This is his opportunity. This is this is his coming out party. 
Uh, and you know that being said, now we got to keep in mind here that the reality is he he did not believe in his defense as good as the Chargers' defense has been this year. Really, what Anthony Lynn was saying is, I don't believe I can stop the Chiefs. I'm I'm worried we're going to lose the coin toss, and then the Chiefs are going to drive down and score a touchdown. We're going to lose the game, so I can't take that chance. I can't defend. Uh, I can't depend on my defense. So instead, I have to go for it. In this situation, it worked out. I mean, think about it. If the Chargers keep playing like this, they're actually going to find fans. As our friend Blair in Maine likes to say, band wag is in effect. <laughs> it could happen. All right, now the last word on this, and we'll hear from some of the participants from the locker room. Now, this is a big-time demoralizing situation. For Kansas City, Andy Reid has that reputation. Now, I am a believer that all of that is prologue, but it doesn't mean it's not brought up. And it doesn't mean that some people, when times get tough, say, well, we can't win because we've never won in this era with Andy Reid. But that there is an obstacle. It's going to be an obstacle course now for the Chiefs, and they're going to put this on top of everything else. Going back to the, to the day's... In Philadelphia, when you know, Reed's entire run here, can't you know now in Kansas City, the Chiefs. If you look at how this has gone, they've had some good teams, they've had some great regular season teams, and then they get to the late part of the year, and they don't. They, they reach a certain point. There's this crescendo, and they can't get past that. And the crescendo's not in the playoffs. The crescendo's in the regular season, which is problematic. And while I do believe that all this is prologue. And it's not like the Chiefs, if they're in the playoff game, uh, going into a playoff game, they're going to think, hey, we're at home against the Texans or whoever. We can't win this game. But if it's the fourth quarter and they're trailing, that might pop up. Or if they have the lead and the other team is driving, that might go into their head somewhere, into their psyche. They think, hey, we've got this problem. We've got this illness we can't get past. But you look at the Chiefs here. As the season has gone on, the three big games they played, Patriots, Rams, Chargers, lost, lost, lost. Now, they did beat the Chargers in week one, but nobody thought they were going to be good. Since they've been anointed, the Chiefs, a good team, lost, 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 three big games. And so now you look at the postseason, and you know we pointed out that Andy Reid likely thought this was a dry run for the postseason, and on cue, the team vanished, vanished late in the game. You talk about giving red meat to your critics. And as a distant relative of the great Nostradamus, uh, let me tell you the doomsday prophecy where everyone is going to be gone in the hierarchy in Kansas City. You want to know the doomsday prophecy? Uh, here's the doomsday prophecy. Let's 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 play the, the long game here. Now, let's say hypothetically the Chiefs listen to me. They say should. The Vikings did. They fired DeFilippo. Because of a Mallard monologue. I believe that's part of it. Could be. Uh, so let's say the Chiefs fire Bob Sutton today. They bring in an interim, promote somebody from the, the defensive staff, linebackers, coach, whatever, uh, to be the, the new defensive coordinator. And let's say they go out and lose to Seattle next week. So now they've lost, hypothetically, they've lost the number one seed. And if the Patriots went out, Patriots have the tiebreaker. So this could get really bad really fast. Uh, for for Kansas City, and then let's say that hangover continues, and then 
wild card weekend. Now suddenly the Chiefs are playing on wild card weekend, and let's say they lose on wild card weekend. They bow out of the playoffs on wild card weekend. Guess who walks the plank? Andy Reid. That's your doomsday prophecy. Brought to you by Mr. Positivity, your favorite, very positive, motivational speaker, <laughs> and gas bag and blowhard. Now, let's hear from Andy Reid here. I'm sure Andy Reid has this speech down pat. One thing Andy Reid has is a concession speech. He knows. Well, as long as we learn from it, that's a, that's well, an important thing right learn. now. Uh, you get in and you know you don't take anything for granted at home or anything else. You you got to bear down, and and that's a good football team. So we we've got to. Yeah, the best thing we can do is learn from it and make ourselves a better football team. Yeah, I think you should chief down, not bear down. No? All right, anyway, uh, let's hear from Patrick Mahomes, who played well, although not as well as Rivers did in the fourth quarter. Rivers was better in the fourth quarter. But this is a blank canvas here, Patrick Mahomes. You, would you like to butter up the biscuits of the Chargers defense? I think you do, Yes. Not, not really what? at all. I mean, it's two completely different defenses. Oh. Uh, oh, about the Ravens. Both of them are very talented, uh, but uh, they play me the way that they've played uh, everyone the whole entire season. Okay. It's kind of a non sequitur. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We say hello to longtime L.A. Chargers season ticket holder, and he travels to Charger games. Big day for Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Bolts Garcia. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were right with uh, the first part of that statement, uh, but uh, it's, it's Mrs. Garcia who is well, uh, very excited. Did you about not this go win. to London for a Charger Titans game? I did. You that did. is accurate. Yes, you and I am, and I am a season ticket holder for the Chargers. Yes, you get paraphernalia from the Chargers and all that. They're not my team, though. They're, they're not your team. team. They're not. They're not. They're your team. But I am happy for Mrs. Garcia, you... as as they say, "Happy wife, happy life." So, uh, all right, yeah, let me put a... you on the spot here. Yeah. All right, now in the Garcia household. Who has a better chance as we speak right now? Uh, who who do you have more confidence? Play the confidence game. Yeah. Who do you have more confidence will go further in the playoffs? The Chargers or the Steelers? Ooh. That. Well, Ooh. you would think the easy answer would be the Chargers, but but the Steelers, yeah. when they get going, they, yeah. they're one of the better teams in the league. The problem is they're not going right now. So I would have to say the Chargers. So you can go with the Chargers. I would have to say the Chargers. no, the Steelers. Prisoner of the moment, Chargers. That's the I don't think the Steelers are actually going to make the playoffs, so that's going to be. Uh, you think they're going to lose out, and, and the Browns are going to make the playoffs, or the Browns going to no. run the table and make the playoffs? No, the Ravens are going to make the playoffs. Well, no, but the it, the Ravens, I think, will lose. I think the Ravens, they're going to lose this weekend. How about that? Well, so are the Steelers. Well, I, I don't know. They're going to lose to the Saints too. Well, yeah, they'll definitely lose to the Saints. Yeah. This is the they're this lo- is the key. They, lose, they, they, gotta, they will lose the Patriots. You don't understand how bad the Patriots have been on the road. No, I, I they're not the the Patriots of old. I get no, that. They're, but they're the, the Patriots the, of the, old at home, but on the road they the, blow. But against the Steelers, they always win. Uh, yeah, just because that that's again that's prologue. That's what has happened. Nothing means going to happen. I, I, well, I believe it will happen again. I believe so you think that history continue. just keeps repeating itself over and over again? There's no change. There's no. How, have the Steelers gotten a lot better from those other teams that played the Patriots? Yeah, but the Patriots have gotten worse. That's what I'm a saying. A little bit, but still good on enough. On the road a lot. I will. I would be more than happy to place a wager on this game with you if you'd like. I'll consider it. Yeah, okay. I, will, think, I, I still have to pay off it. that dopey, child-beating Adrian Peterson wager. Uh-oh. Coop, you got to check the mail, Coop. I think there's something in the mail. A listener claimed he sent something. i got to get that in before the holiday uh, sabbatical, so hopefully that's in the mail room. We, uh, we hope. 
Hey, about Anthony Lynn. Uh, you know, my wife is a huge sports fan, so when something happens, she'll usually come to me and ask me, what do I know about this? Yeah, and so yeah, when yeah. they hired Anthony Lynn, she's like, who is this guy? I say, I have no clue. I have no, I, I have said, no idea who Anthony said, Lynn never is. never heard of him. I, well, I, 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 yeah. well, I may have heard of him, but I yeah. didn't know much about never him. Never heard of him. I, I liked him his first year with San Diego when he told Philip Rivers, like Philip Rivers, when they, when he wanted to go for it on fourth down, he'd tell Mike McCoy and North Turner. He, he'd literally tell the punter to get off the field. He did that in one of the first games with Anthony Lynn, and Anthony Lynn called a timeout and basically told him, I, I decide when we go for it and when we punt, get your ass off the field, we're punting the football. And I'm like, oh, I like this guy. I, I like this did, did guy. Did he use the, the, the great line, I, 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 well, your favorite guy as well, LeVar Ball, stay in your lane! I don't know if he used he that line that? or no, not. That? I, uh, but I, I did like that. I said, hmm, we might have, we might have something here. You might, might yeah. have a good coach here. At least he's not going to be... Uh, he had everything. He had, in this game, you had Phillip Rivers pouting and whining and complaining, as he usually does. They had that going on. He was upset. There was some... Bad calls that went both there, ways. We had an were. NBA like makeup makeup call. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. NBA, I remember uh, when I uh, used to do a show with this guy Bob Page. So oh yeah, he told me he didn't believe in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I got a big fight with Bob because he was friends with officials. He said there's no such thing as a makeup call, and he like he we, we only, almost came to blows because he's oh, there's no such thing as a makeup yeah, call. You're telling is. me a professional referee is he made one mistake and then they're going to make another mistake on top of that mistake. You don't know what you're talking about. I said okay. You're a liar. There are makeup calls. Absolutely. That was absolutely. It was not pass interference. There were. It was. No way, it was, it was, it was a poorly officiated game. And then there was the helmet to helmet, and I mean, there was <laughs> God Almighty. Although the helmet to helmet thing. Oh, that was a helmet to, be, to helmet. Well, well. But it was a helmet. But I mean, what do you as a defender? What are you supposed to do when Rivers they they slid at the same time? Like they, yeah, they, but they don't care the about same. being fair, Ben. No, I, I, I'm just saying, if you're the defensive player and you you project, I, I you're like a projectile, that, that, and the guy, look, it's, it, the timing was exact on that. If you're a defensive player. Playing in the yeah. NFL is uh, almost an impossible task yeah. at this point, but right. that's the way they call it. Sometimes, okay. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. A whole lot of stuffs happened. The Chargers come back on the final play to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and so that has. Essentially tossed everything up in the air in the AFC as far as the seeding is concerned. Because the Chargers have a shot here. They have a shot. They have the same record as the Chiefs. The Chiefs currently are the number one seed at 11-3. and three. The Patriots are the number two. And then if you do the seed game, number three is the Texans. They'll lose to the Jets. Uh, number uh, four, the Steelers. And then the Chargers are number five. The Ravens are currently the last team in. But there's a ton of moving parts here because Kansas City, after that loss, they still have to play at Seattle next week, and they've got the hangover effect from losing last night. So what does that mean? Uh, I'll tell you. It means that should Seattle stumble again, and that's really the only opportunity. There's two games left. They play the Raiders. Come on. Uh, the air will stop the Raiders that last week of the year. Those guys will all be, they'll be on their way to Cancun is what they're going to be doing. But the, the Chiefs, that's right, the Chiefs, if they lose to Seattle, the Chargers, now they don't have they don't have a layup. they got to play the Ravens, who are a very good defensive team, and that's going to be a letdown spot. That's a home game. Well, I'll find out how many Baltimore Ravens fans live in the greater Los Angeles area. <laughs> in that case, are there a lot of Ravens fans? We'll find out. A lot of people wearing their Ray Lewis jerseys and their Ray Rice jerseys. Uh, and then they close out at the Broncos. And it, you know who knows? It could be a blizzard in Denver 
to close out the regular season. But so, I'm, but I'm saying there's a lot of stuff going on. And then you got the Patriots dynamic because the Patriots they got a couple tomato cans lined up after they play the Steelers. The Steelers have an arduous schedule. They've got the Patriots this week, and then they go to a pit of vipers in New Orleans in the Bayou to take on the Saints the following week, which certainly looks like lost loss. I want to talk about that New England-Pittsburgh game. I want to expand because due to time restraints, I spent about 10 seconds on the game. Uh, So New England and Pittsburgh. Now, I am taking the Steelers in this game, and I want to give you the reasons why here to back up my position the Patriots, and I've been following them all year. I've seen every one of their games. They have been a totally different team on the road. And it's it's a, a situation where you look at the Dolphin game. Yeah, they should have beaten the Dolphins. It was a fluke play at the end uh, with that Kenyon Drake touchdown return. But the Dolphins shouldn't have been in position to win the game. Tom Brady made a couple of a brain fart plays in that particular football game. But the Patriots all year have been fighting the Demons. They have played very well at Gillette. They're the same old Patriots. They're a Super Bowl team at Gillette Stadium. On the road, the Patriots have averaged nearly 100 yards less. They score 10 points less on the road. They've allowed six more points a game against on the road. Every indicator tells you how much different it's been for the Patriots. And while certainly I understand the angst with the Pittsburgh Steelers, they have no James Conner. They've got no running game. Uh, I, I get that. The key to this game and why I'm going to give it a shot here with the Steelers, Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster should slice up the Patriots' secondary. Uh, it's kind of like at the holiday party when you have an open bar and everyone gets as many drinks as they want because it's an open bar. The Patriots' secondary is allowing the fifth most passing yards in road games this year. They've allowed the eighth most passing touchdowns in the NFL this year on the road. It's a small sample size, but it's not that small. We're late in the year, and very rarely are the Steelers a home underdog. And you got to think there's a desperation situation in play here for Pittsburgh. They have been humiliated. You lose the Raiders. The Raiders. That's I mean that is as low as it gets. The Raiders can't even keep vermin out of the soda machine. Okay, so this is a a big spot, obviously, but I will, I'm going to take the the Steelers in that game. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope the public's right. I hope I'm wrong. And in the Sunday night game, Philadelphia and the Rams, I'm taking the Rams in that as an 11-point favorite. This is a big number. It's a very large number. The number went up. The Rams opened at 9. The number changed because of the quarterback situation. And the Rams are certainly still working out the Kings. But they should win this game by 25 points. Let's be honest here, right? I think we every man, woman, and child can agree. It's not going to be 30 degrees at the Coliseum. And we played in the 60s, 60-degree uh, range, 60 to 70, maybe in the high 50s. But Jared Goff, now he has thrown 18 of his 27 touchdown passes at home. He's averaging 300, almost 370 yards per game at home in the friendly confines of the mausoleum, the Coliseum. He's the real deal. Just like the Patriots are the real deal at home, Jared Goff's the real deal at home. The Rams have to get that bad taste out of their mouth from what happened in Chicago. They got to do it. What better way to get the taste out of your mouth than to have a boat race situation? And the Eagles are, are pushovers. Carson Wentz has a bad back. There's a whole bunch of scandal 
I don't know if you followed that story. It was on my list, and then the bleeping Charger game was was bananas, so it took it went off my list. But Carson Wentz, there's a report out that he was not told that he's got a, a vertebrae injury. His back. It's much more serious than originally reported. It's being downplayed, but those that are in the know claim it's much worse. Nick Foles, who's garbage, uh, he's he's going to start. That glass slipper ain't coming with him. That glass slipper broke into a million pieces. And the Eagles' secondary has been horrific. It's Pop Warner-level defensive football. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, the Cowpokes, uh, went crazy there. You would think, logically, that the Rams will do even more damage here. And you never liked the, the, the double-digit thing, uh, but the, the Rams, this, this game should be covered at halftime. So I'll take the... The Rams to win that game by 20. Now, there was another story in the NFL that I wanted to get to, and lost in the haze, lost in the malaise of the Charger game against the Chiefs, and that takes the the headline. That's the lead. We cannot overlook at all the mouth of the South. Jalen Ramsey, I don't know if you saw this, but Jalen Ramsey, probably not because it's a Jacksonville story, but Jalen Ramsey was asked about a possible contract extension this offseason. He said if the Jags are serious about not trading him like they've said they are, then he needs an extension. Let's get an extension. He says if not, then maybe what came out five weeks ago, trade rumors, maybe that's going to happen. All right, so I wanted to talk about this briefly. Now, the, the question is what are the chances that Jacksonville trades Jalen Ramsey? I'm going to set the odds on this at minus 250, which implies, if you're a gambler, you know this, it implies there's a 70% chance that Ramsey is traded. And you've got the show pony, the impulse purchase, and the Waterloo moment. And we will mix all this together now. And we'll make sense of it, I think. Uh, On the surface, if you look at this from an outsider, you'd say, well, it would be it would be ridiculous. It would be something that should send you to an institution to even consider trading Jalen Ramsey. He has played at a high level in some big spots. He's arguably the top defensive back in football. He's not even 25 years old. I understand all that. However, Ramsey's got two strikes against him in Jacksonville. He's got his quarterback manifesto where he named every quarterback in the NFL just about said, he sucks, he stinks. I loved it. You know who didn't love it? The front office in Jacksonville, the people that make these decisions. And the other strike against Ramsey is the implosion of the team on the field. It sets up the perfect scenario, right? The trickle-down effect here where Ramsey can exit stage right, get a clean break, Get get Ramsey off the team here. His act, put that under the big top. You'd have to think objectively here that Tom Coughlin wants to pull the plug on this. He's old school. Coughlin's been around the NFL my entire life, it seems, although I do remember him coaching in college, at Boston College. But anyway, Tom Coughlin, he's been around a long time in the NFL. And he don't want to deal with his attitude. Again, old school. He wants players to do their job in a factory worker approach. Be seen. Do not be heard. That is anti-Jalen Ramsey. 
He's all about it. Right? He is known in the industry as a show pony. Ramsey thrives as a brash, trash-talking, flamboyant guy. And I like it. It's good for the show. He, he does very well in the limelight. And Jacksonville's fall from grace here has taken them back off the grid. They are irrelevant. Now, number two, if you gave Jalen Ramsey some truth serum and he was completely honest, he would absolutely love to leave Jacksonville. Now, these are uneasy times. I mean, a lot of change. The Grim Reaper is knocking. But that's secondary, right? That's secondary to the individual story with Ramsey. Ramsey does need a bigger soundstage. Think about how much fun we'd have here. Think about me, right? What about me? I need content. Some days it's a little slow. Jalen Ramsey in a Cowboy uniform? Cowboys almost drafted him. Jerry Jones likes him. How about the Patriots? Now, boy, Belichick would never go for that, would he? Ramsey's good. Would Ramsey still be able to talk trash with the Patriots? Probably not. What about the Steelers? Mike Tomlin, he puts up with Antonio Brown. The Steelers certainly need some help in the secondary. How about that scenario? Any of those would be good for sports radio. It's also good for the NFL. Jalen Ramsey will be known, whoever picks him up, as an impulse purchase because of his personality, right? Somebody's going to be like, I got to get this guy because he's a celebrity, all that stuff. Selfishly, we do need the diarrhea of the mouth of Jalen Ramsey in a big football metropolis. Intense media scrutiny, hopefully tabloid media, hopefully tabloid media. And ultimately, see, the best of both worlds here would be to have Ramsey go on a high-profile team and get paid. But that will happen. He's going to get paid. Ramsey's, at worst, a top-five cornerback if you don't think he's the top defensive back in the NFL. Now, the final point here. This is going to be two people's decision. Shad Khan, the Khan man, he's got the final say. But Tom Coughlin was brought in for a reason. He has the influence on this pending Waterloo moment for the Jags. Do they reload? Do they treat this 2018 season like it didn't happen? Bad nightmare, you forget about it. Grab a veteran quarterback. Bring the band back together. Or, behind door number two, do they say that last season was the aberration, that last season was the outlier, and that this is so humiliating, so demoralizing, and the salary cap is so messed up that we can't keep this team together. We have to get rid of these players. Now, my theory is that Tom Coughlin is going to make sweeping changes. We know that Malik Jackson, the Pro Bowl defensive player, has said that he expects to not be part of Jacksonville. He's going to be a salary cap casualty. He got that big contract a couple years back, uh, and he'll boy, he'll make more money, right? He'll make more money uh, in free agency. And, and Jacksonville would save $11 bucks on that. Blake Bortles is going to be gone. So if you get rid of Malik Jackson, you get rid of Bortles. Ramsey, is he out the door? Trade him? Now, I, I wouldn't do this, but other teams would as far as just trading him for draft picks because they love draft capital and they have to find a new quarterback. But uh, we'll see. I, I, again, I'm going minus 250, 70% chance that Ramsey is gonzo. All right, Spam Mather's show on Fox as we press on and we say hello to a very happy 
San Diego, L.A. Charge. He used to go to games in San Diego back in the day, but now he still goes in L.A. Although when they move to that new stadium, I don't think he'll be going anymore, but that's years years away. Eddie Garcia, Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas, Bolts fan Garcia. Uh, no, not Bolts, Bolts fan. fan Garcia? Not yeah. a Bolts fan. The Bolt. No. That's your new nickname, The Bolt. No, it isn't. The uh, Bolt, The Bolt. Eddie, but Mrs. Eddie. Garcia is very happy. Yeah, you love the Chargers. I do you not took, love the Chargers. You missed one of the most important shows of the year. You got the nickname Steamboat Willie because you missed a show to go to the Charger draft party. Well, because the draft party was at Disneyland. And we had free tickets. So I don't I went care to if it was at a brothel. It, it doesn't matter to me. Excuse me? What's that? I'd, I'd go to that draft party. You would go to the one in the brothel? Do they? Well, the Raiders are moving to Vegas, so they could have their draft party yep. at a brothel. Man, that would certainly help the downtime in the draft, right? I mean, that would give you... Yeah. Oh, man. I, did we even talk about the possibility of, of all the trouble that the guys invited to the draft will get into? The debauchery? Yeah. There's a fire truck going by, Coop. I noticed that your room is not as sound. Well, you have the door open in there, in your room. So that's the yeah. Thing. Yeah. I couldn't hear that, but your mic was on. And I could, there's, a, there's a big fire station. Let me give you an inside, inside radio, like where we work in L.A., in, Sher- ah! in, in Sherman Oaks. There is a massive... Uh, I would say it's got to be one of like the three or four busiest fire stations in the damn country, because they they guard the where the 405 freeway, where all the celebrities take you know from you know you go down all the all the the Hollywood types of the beach communities and all that, and the 101 freeway where they meet, and there's always like accidents and stuff, and they're they're all I mean it's all every night it's a it's a imagine living around here, I'm in a soundproof box but the. Fire trucks are going all all over every night. Tons of fire trucks. These these poor firemen, they want to sleep. Aren't you supposed they're getting, to they're getting paid? I know, it's but a job. You, but it's usually a great job. I want to sleep too, but I gotta come here and work. But think about being a fireman when there's very rarely fires. You don't get called out that often. You're like a small fire station. All you do is with your boys, you hang out, you go by like, cook. Yeah, you cook. They cook. Right? I'd be willing to bet that they go to more car accidents than fires. I'm sure that's I think yeah. that's the bulk of their business. Probably so. But I'm just saying, if you were at a fire station that didn't get a lot of calls, how much fun would that be? You know, hang out with your guys, and you got to you know, make the pasta or whatever you're making there, have a good time, and uh, knock yourself out, those little fish or whatever. I, I've found that most police officers and firefighters, they would rather be doing something than doing nothing. They want the action? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that, that the guys, some of these guys, I got friends that are police or whatever, they... Some of these guys like wanna work like the worst. I know guys in Southern California. They want to work like the worst parts of LA, right? Like yes, the because there's infested, stuff going on yeah. constantly instead of just sitting around doing nothing. Rather than write jaywalking tickets, exactly. Yeah, investigating you know car break-ins. Remember one time years ago, uh, this relates to your good friend uh, Eddie. Uh, he got a jaywalking ticket. Uh, across walking across ah. Staples to Staples Center, good, and then proceeded to 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 uh, tell the police officer, you, you know, you went to the academy, you 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 went to training to write jaywalking tickets. Uh, it was just, it was uh, tremendous. I'm sure that went over well. Oh, yeah. especially with his sunny disposition. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely correct, absolutely correct. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Knock. Who's there? Lame week. Lame week who? It's Big Ben's lame joke of the week. 
That's actually lame jokes. That's what we do. It's Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Actual jokes sent in by actual listeners. We had a overwhelming number of jokes. I, I, I didn't even have a chance to get back to everybody. Uh, thank you guys. You've been great. And I was pretty sure once Bartolo Cologne jokes kind of came to an end, we'd be screwed. We have not been. The jokes keep coming in. We still get Bartolo Cologne jokes, but there's other stuff we can have some fun with. And if you're a very sensitive person, if you're a very delicate person, if you're an uptight person, that's fine. We like you. We just don't want you to be upset with us. So if you're easily offended by attempts at comedy, this is probably not the segment for you. Probably not for you. So, you know, just give us a break and come back in uh, about 15 minutes or so. We'll be good. Okay. Yes? All right. You're good. I'm good. You're not offended. I'm not offending you. We're, it's, it's nice that way. Yes? All right. So the way this works, I will read the joke. I will bounce it off Eddie. He'll bounce it back to me. Roberto will play this. If it's funny, he'll play that. If it's not funny, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Coop's got his offensive jokes of the week. And I have, uh, I think he's on line four here, the Weed Man. Hello, Weed Man, somewhere in the greater Miami area who will be a, a special laugh track. Hello, Weed Man Hippie. Hey, Rachel's been very nice to me, and the women of your show are beautiful. It's it's the underbelly. All right, all right. Do you want to do the laugh track or not? Make me laugh. All that right, lady's all not right. Sending me all right, now I know. You're not getting money. I know. All right. Uh, here we go. Uh, let's see. What is the Suns beer of choice, Eddie? The Suns beer of choice. Uh, I don't know. What is the Suns, I assume the Phoenix Suns, beer of choice? Uh, no, the actual Sun. Oh. It's uh, Natural Light, Eddie. That's the oh. uh, favorite of the uh, Sun. That's from uh, George. Oh, thank God. George and, That's George a and, funny uh, joke. Uh, all right. My wife likes to dress up. She, uh, that was from George in Rochester, Minnesota. What happens if you eat too much alphabet soup, Eddie? Uh, I don't know, Ben. What happens if you eat too much alphabet soup? You get a nasty... Vowel movement is what you get. That's what Warren, um, Warren sent that one in. <laughs> All right. I don't know if I get this one. Why is Eddie Garcia's car like dish soap? I don't know, Ben. Why is my car like dish soap? <laughs> They're both lemon-scented. Uh, I don't know what that's all. I don't get it. All right. That's from George in Rochester, Minnesota. Why doesn't Adrian Peterson take his kid to a Chinese restaurant? Oh, boy. Well, I don't, I don't know. Why doesn't uh, Adrian Peterson take his kid to a Chinese restaurant? Uh, chopsticks aren't big enough, Eddie. You got to get the. That's Gordon in Tacoma who uh, sent that one. It's Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Uh, this is from John in Dallas. He says, "Why do, why do the Dolphins have a lateral line?" I don't get it. So they can beat the Patriots? I don't know. How'd that get on the list? Bad job by you, John. Cool. What do you got over there, Coop? What do you have over there? Why do the Irish only put 239 beans in their soup? I don't know, Ben. Why do the Irish only put, uh, was it 239 beans yeah. in their soup? Well, because one more, they, they'll be too farty, so they don't want to, you know, that's the limit. It's, yeah, too, see that? Too farty, too farty. All right. Uh, that's from Trip. Uh, Thank oh, you, Trip. Oh, I get it. Yeah, all right. Uh, very nice. Everyone calm down. Uh, what do you get if you combine an elf at the North Pole with Bartolo Colon's favorite dinner? Oh, boy. Elf at the North Pole combined <laughs> yeah. with Bartolo's favorite yeah. dinner. What do you get? You get uh, Santa's favorite hamburger helper is what you get right there. That's, uh, that's, uh, oh, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> oh, look. Eddie, uh, Weedman's adding ding, 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 ding. He's using my material. I use his in the Magic Radio Box. That was from Jay Scoop. Here's another one. This is pretty good. Why does Heidi Klum uh, love the ocean? I don't know. Why does Heidi Klum love the ocean? 
because she has baby seals. (laughs) 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 That's from a surfer, Todd, the comedian, a professional comedian, surfer, Todd. Uh, Appreciate that. Uh, Well, interesting news. Uh, The L.A. Rams doctor, Eddie, uh, said the team was under the weather last week when they played the Bears at Soldier Field. Oh, really? They call it a bad case of the whooping golf. It's from Just Josh who sent that one in. What else you got over there, Koopaloop? I see you moving around. Anything at all? Uh, uh, what's California's favorite type of Christmas tree? I, I don't know. An ash tree. Oh, cool. These jokes aren't good. None of them. You were just laughing at them. You were just laughing at the jokes, you schmuck. That was from Kurt Kurt from Earth. All right, Steph Curry is correct, Eddie. It turns out the moon landing was staged. It was? Yes. But but, uh, but Neil Armstrong was a perfectionist, and he wanted to shoot on location. That was the problem. That's from Conrad. (laughs) That's funny. Did you hear hear there are now 328 babies with the name ABCDE? Actually, I did hear that, Yeah. yeah. It stopped there when the 329th one said F you. So that was the end of uh, uh, that. was uh, just Josh who sent that one. And Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Actual jokes from actual listeners. What kind of artist is Weed Man Hippie? Oh, I don't know, Ben. What kind of artist is Weed Man Hippie? Uh, scam artist. Uh, that would be. That was. Uh, that's, from An- that's, that's from Anna. Anthony in Anaheim was a big fan of yours. Anything else real quick, Coop? Anything else you want to no. get rid of? No. All right, Coop's out. Uh, let's see. Can't read that one. Some of these are good, but I'm skipping them over. Uh, let's see. All right. Uh, part of community outreach, Adrian Peterson volunteered at a local hospital, Eddie. Oh, is that right? Yeah. They, they asked him to leave, though, after issues with kids being switched at birth. They couldn't figure it out. So, uh, Bill... Bill in Iowa. Thank you, Bill. Uh, Weed Man had a really bad day this week when he stepped in gum. Oh, really? Yeah. On the bright side, it doubled his net worth, Eddie. How about that? (laughs) That's uh, that's from Bill Bill in Iowa. (laughs) Uh, How does Kyrie Irving uh, send out Christmas gifts to his family? I don't know. How does Kyrie Irving send out Christmas gifts? Uh, Flat rate. That's what you get. That's from just Josh. Uh, what? What's the difference between Eddie Garcia and NBA players? Oh, me and an NBA player. Uh, what's the difference? The players don't have it. They don't have as many days off, Eddie. That's the. That's Georgia, Minnesota. Uh, here, here's the closer. Here's the closer. What do you get when you cross Bartolo Colon and Giannis Adetokounmpo? Oh, the Greek freak and Bartolo yeah. Colon. What do you, you get? You get my big fat Greek wedding. How about that? There you go. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. 
United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com.